Beer, Blood, in the Bayou contains adult language, graphic descriptions of delicious hop treats, and real crimes perpetrated in and around the greater Houston metropolitan area. Viewer discretion is advised. Bitches. <laughs> I, I had a uh, appointment with a spiritual intuitive. Uh, well, that that was uh, this past week. It was on Tuesday. Wait, wait, wait. what? What is that? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't even like where this is right. going. So she is uh, not a psychic. She is not a psychotherapist. She is not a degree professional in any specific field of medicine at all. But what she is, what she can do is. Oh, wait, wait. So you're not paying her money, I take it, after all this. Oh, no, 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 no. We pay, I pay her. I paid her. Um, so, okay. Let me, get out, let me get out in front of this and say I, I actually kind of enjoyed it uh, in a way that it was. Wow. Yeah, okay. So it was very strange. And I took notes. So I actually took it very seriously. You took yeah, notes? Well, How does this part of. Are the, is it just like a candle lit? The lights are off, and how do you no, no, set no, the, no. give us the setting? I I am uh, I have to be in a, a comfortable space. I have to be in a, you know a pretty isolated space, and uh, I can't I can't have done acupuncture uh, so for seventy two uh, hours. What? This happens in your windowless van. No, 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 no. This happened uh, in an upstairs <laughs> corner bedroom, uh, far away from the rest <laughs> of the uh, the brood. Uh, okay, so okay. Uh, you know this isn't really. You know, Brower esque type of behavior, but uh, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I'll try anything once. So uh, I sit down and I, I, I received my phone call from her, and she introduced herself. She actually really was very nice. Very oh, it's friendly. not in person. No, no, it was over the phone. So uh, it's a phone session, and uh, I mean, the whole time I'm just I have words like bullshit screaming in the back of my head the entire time. Uh, yeah, I do right now. Yeah, but you know, as you know, as things that I don't think are that cool to do, I said, you know, let me give it a try. Let me let me invest my full self in it and to see what I think. And it got a little awkward because uh, at one point it said, "She's like, okay, I need to get into your energy." So I will be. It'll be, it'll be silence for just a second. I I would have hung up the phone. I know. I, I I counted. Uh, I counted like a maybe like a like a eight Mississippi. Uh, in my head, and she says, she came back on. She says, "Okay, I'm in." Okay, wow. um, what? Yeah, okay, and so she said, "Some people will feel a, a tingling. Some people will feel a pressure. Some people will feel this." Uh, I mean, to be honest, I didn't feel anything. Again, I'm, I'm keeping Except myself for that uh, ATM card. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, PayPal. Yeah, or I, I'd feel some tingling on my yeah. nuts. Go so ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping myself. I'm keeping open. I'm, I'm, I'm staying open minded, and I'm going through this and. Uh, I, uh, I, I started listening to her talk. She tells me that I have a, you know, look it up. I have a blockage. I have an energy block, um, mm-hmm. in my diaphragm, uh, and oh. it's causing, is it full? Huh? Is it full of hate? Is it full of hate? Let me get to that. <laughs> you okay. are jumping, God, I'm I jumping bet. way ahead. So, but I'm, but look, I'm getting warm, aren't I? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. So, uh, so she tells me I have, I have a, um, 
<laughs> I have a uh, energy block in my diaphragm, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's uh, over know, the phone. Me... She can feel this. Yeah. Oh, she can feel the energy. Right. God, so, yeah. do you, hey, energy, you have okay. AT&T or Verizon? That's a good signal. <laughs> yeah. No, I have four bars. I have four bars. Oh, okay. So you have four LTE, LTE. Okay, that makes sense. That's Go right. on. That's why I got my prime okay. code. So, okay. uh, uh, she's with in my cricket, head. with cricket, she's not feeling me. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she's getting tangle, but she's not feeling me. Yeah, my pager. Uh, you know, yeah, so she, okay, she, she can pinpoint the time in which this, this energy block became, uh, uh, manifested itself. And she said, um, uh, she, she pinpointed to, uh, at a time when I was 10 years old. And she's like, start telling me the first like 10 things that come up about when you're 10 years old. And then just start saying different things like, oh, this, da, 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 this, that, and the other. And she's like, okay, there it is. There it is. There's the energy block. Um, really? Yeah. Found and it. Found it. Like a, like, a, like a major, like, you don't have to share well, it. No, I mean, like, like, like a, 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 a tra- traumatic life oh, event. Yeah, or something? for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So she, she guesses an age there, okay? Which was pretty uh, pretty weird, uh, you know. And and I was like, okay, okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, that was, uh, you know, I could see how you could tie in some sort of a, you know, uh, you know, weird emotional. A lot of my blocks are emotional because they're either physical, spiritual, or emotional. All of my blocks are brow. All of my blocks. Sorry, brow are getting deep. That's right. Yeah, so definitely. it turns out all of my blocks are are are, uh, are emotional blocks. So I have three blocks total. Wow. So I go through and uh, I'm listening to her tell me about. Whatever traumatic experience it was when I was ten years old, I'm like, well, you know, I don't know about that, you know. Uh, maybe, okay, you know. I was like, I give her the benefit of the doubt and said, let's continue on. So, uh, and she goes in, starts talking about some other stuff and asking me some other questions, and then she gets to, uh, I have a block in um, my bladder. I have a I have a block in my bladder. Wow, she getting physical. Um, yeah. No, no. Oh, no, no. I'm going to uh, need to do a colonoscopy next uh, week. No, I mean, I know it, it, it gets, I mean, it gets pretty graphic. She's like, um, yeah, really? after this, because, oh, and she releases these energy blocks and she sent me, uh, and by the way, she sold me nothing else at all. Like, uh, you know, she could just be selling me like ointments and like, you know, a snake oil and whatever Selves. else. Yeah. But, <laughs> but this is the first, this is the first session, you know, we know as, as sessions go, Along next thing you know, you're going to be living in your own basement, yeah. reading the yeah. force, force reading she, the force reading the Bible all day no, long no, 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 no. with she, like she white tennis shoes on and, and all black jumpsuits. She, she, yeah, and she's going to have your she's going to have all your bank accounts, all your information, <laughs> fucking everything. No, and you're going to be serving her and the Lord. Uh, no, we're going to watch your uh, we're going to watch his public Venmo transactions, and it's going to be like uh, all about <laughs> chakra. Chakra payments, chakras, yeah. and uh, Chak- whatever and chakra payments. Yeah, uh, no. So, uh, so anyway, so she, uh, so you know, she she releases these blocks, and uh, you know, and she has a she, she pinpoint my bladder blockage to uh, when I was uh, three years old, and uh, I mean, I'm like, I got zero from that, you know, zero memories of that, and she just said. Yeah, uh, and it was an emotional block from something traumatic that must have happened when I was three years old. Um, and then she pinpointed another blockage uh, in my colon. Uh, I have an emotional blockage block in my colon, and uh, and she actually told me she's like, no, 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 you will experience a lot of people after a session like this. A lot of people will experience excessive urinating and uh, uh, greater than uh, greater than normal bowel movement. I'm like, huh. oh my god! Okay. So she's I mean, like a spiritual laxative. Yeah, 
she's she's uh, she's she's uh, boring the shit out of me. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no kidding. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a joke there. So when you're when it's, are you having a are you having a going problem or a growing? Problem? She told sounds like both. You no, know, she told me it was uh, over it'll be over the next like seventy two hours or so. And and what happened? Uh, you know, how long ago I, was this? You need to take a on, break. No, this was earlier this week. Yeah, this was on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Oh, so you've already passed it. Yeah, yeah. So you've been all your shit is. Oh yeah, yeah. Shitting. So it was. Uh, it was pretty great. Um, so I, I'm not going to say that it was. Uh, they, they weren't. I wouldn't say that they were excessive. They, if you if you ranked them on a scale of one to ten, ten being like the greatest in the world, not um, food poisoning as far as bowel movements go. You know, I'd say you know like a, like a ten being like. Wow, I can go run a you know marathon. I feel wonderful. You know this. It was about it was a streak of sevens. You know, like they're all sevens. But anyway, huh. so well, this is this pretty, is really good. Pretty good. So anyway, okay, yeah. wait. So yeah. listen, Brower's got more here. So and, okay, and instead God, of instead of trying to shit though. on my fucking point, you can just hear me out. Yeah. So okay. uh, go ahead. So Brower gets to the point where she tells me that. Wait for it. I have resentment at the center of my being. That's where she, you, you mm-hmm. don't. You don't <laughs> yeah. So she drives like, it. Nailed it. Where do I pay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, you have resentment at the center of your being, and I was like, oh my god. I guess you- she probably did a little. She probably did a little pre work and listened to a few of these fucking podcasts. Oh, I doubt it. And just fucking played you like a goddamn. Flute, I doubt man. it. I doubt it. No, and um. You know, I always say, you know, I, I don't hate anything. I don't love anything. I just hate it the least. You know, the thing I love the most is the thing I just hate the least. Right. So anyway. Wow. So that, hey, that's uh, cool. that's where my spiritual journey has taken me. So James, what about you? No, I did not. It, it's all coming together because I know we were uh, the families were all out swimming with y'all last uh, last week. And I noticed that tattoo on the small of your back of that chakra tree. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know what that was all about. I didn't ask. I didn't know what it was all about, yeah. but I didn't know that you were going that direction. Of the, it's, uh... it's chakras, and chakras are uh, not trees. I think uh, and it's speaking of chakra, yeah, speaking sure? speaking of corrections on the podcast last week, oh my god, it's not regentrification. It's just gentrification. You said regentrification like three times, Ralph. I was beating my head against What's the that? wall. What did they do? It's wise. Oh, was it? Oh, are you? Oh, we're 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 going into. I'm, I'm going into corrections mode. Sorry, getting back getting back to the real Brower. Well, I need okay. to get a. We need to yeah. get an email or a caller well, and I, see if it's chakra or chakra. But I think it's chakra. It's, sh- it's yeah. chakra. It's chakra. You're saying chakras chakra. like it's chalk. No, I'm not. There's no L. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. Anyway, we that's get great. it. You can well, read tarot cards for... now. You know what you're doing. We get it. Quiet. So you. Probably know how to yeah. pronounce it. Well, that's good. Cool. Uh, that's, it's well, welcome. Spot, having a pagan uh, yeah. now. Uh, yeah, hey, pagan, you know, I, mean, I guess. Well, hey, you know, being being an African American, um, I gotta mm-hmm. tell you, I, uh, I am, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a worldly person. You know, I'm not. You know, I, I do a lot. So no, it's impressive. That's right. It is. Well, cool. Hey, All right. Gonna... Well, welcome to uh, hey, welcome to uh, beer, blood in the bayou. Um, on the phone with me, we have, uh, the wonderful, the crazy, the non-constipated Mr. Brower. Hey, oh, hey, uh, yeah, there. this is Brower. 
I'm more spiritual, uh, and I'm uh, less of an a-hole. <laughs> yep, and uh, thanks to gurus, he has less of a growing problem and more of a going problem, I guess. I don't know. It's very interesting that the guru would go, like, right for, like, your bowel movements. and your... I've never heard of that, it's yeah. She apologized. I've never heard of that. I said, I, I don't want to, it sounds kind of crazy, but um, you're going to well, have uh, more than excessive crazy. bowel movements over the next couple of days. God, anyhow, okay. And then um, next mm-hmm. to next to Brower on the phone, we have uh, the beautiful, the curious, the cuddly, uh, Mr. Josh. James. I thought we weren't doing the adjectives anymore, but um, accepted, and thank uh, you. Yeah, I can't help it. And then, of course, I'm a Ralph Sweetwater from uh, I Fear No Beer and Beer Blood in the Bayou. Always got to get my beer blog in there. Just half yeah, the don't have a choice. Yeah, it's cool. You, you promote Sorry. your beer blog on this, but don't promote the podcast on your beer blog. As if you're... Uh, I as do, you're, too. That is not uh, true. That I kind of noticed true. it as well, so... We'll talk about it later. Uh, no, it's like separate okay. life, man. So, so yeah, this is the first time uh, in a long time all three of us have been together. Thank God, huh? Because... Yeah. Uh, it's not the same chemistry. James, man, uh, you're a wonderful addition to what we do here. I'm happy to have you back. Welcome aboard. You, you as well. So one day we'll have our <laughs> podcast without Ralphie, and then we'll, we'll be well, successful. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's like my that's my dream is for like, you guys to be able to like record alone, so I don't have to like you know be the glue that holds us all together. You know. Well, you're uh, you're the t- you're like the drummer of the band. You know, like you always yeah. practice at the drummer's I, house. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Uh, that's 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 really funny. Yeah, that's well. good, Pinka. So, uh, so, uh, uh, Mr. Josh, what do you got going on? Anything, anything good going on in your world? Uh, you know, I found out this weekend that uh, Ashley officially knows nothing, and I mean nothing about cars. I mean, a lot oh. of people don't know. I think Browers told me before he couldn't tell a car from a different car brand when he sees it on the freeway. He didn't. He didn't like cars. Not a car guy. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, I can to an I extent. Know, I mean, you know what a Corvette looks care like. Less. I yeah. can care less about cars. Well, when I say she doesn't know anything about cars, I didn't know to what extent. But no shit, she came in the house uh, last week, and I was at home with the kids, and she was getting her uh, her tires rotated and oil changed. She came back, and she was pissed i go what's going on she's like well my car is is vibrating now like bad when i go over 50 miles an hour it's like it's something's not right and i said yeah. well if you take it back she's like i she was pissed like she's I, I just don't know i just paid for it whatever it's, it's something's wrong and she went outside and like slammed the door and i'm thinking okay this is super odd she comes right back in and she's like up oh, figured it out and i was like okay she's a fucking mechanic i didn't know this but she's like the uh, the twisty cap on the where they fill up the air on the tire it was loose by four turns, <laughs> <laughs> and the way my brain works, I immediately <laughs> the split second was able to put on a serious face, like oh my god they couldn't they can't believe they did that to you, and in the back of my head I'm like I'm gonna fuck with her this is fucking amazing, <laughs> and within a s- split mega seconds I was able to say you've got to be fucking kidding me the next thing you're gonna tell me is that they didn't fill up your blinker fluid. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Should I go check? She's like, I have no fucking idea. I I swear on all totally. And then I just lost. I started laughing. I'm like, you are fucking blowing my mind right now. Please tell me you're joking with me. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, do you think that 
all these stories you've heard about people slashing tires, you know, that it, they, they didn't think that it'd be easier just to unscrew that and let air out instead of slashing tires because that's not how it fucking works. Was her tire, <laughs> was her tire flat? No, it's like, it's like a, oh. it's oh, just, it's, it's not balanced. Balance. It's oh, a balance yeah. issue. But she oh. literally thought since it was loose that the air was coming out. Yeah, I, I can't funny. make that up. I was oh. just like uh, completely fucking blown away that someone yeah. would think that. But anyway, I got to. Uh, she's going uh, to be so excited when she hears this. Oh, and she'll speaking, know. Speaking, and of she'll us, know. speaking of significant others, uh, I was uh, my wife, I get home the other night from work. My wife just made dinner. Uh, and, okay. So we, we feed our dogs uh, home cooked food. We make uh, like. We do all kinds of different stuff. We make chicken for them, or we make hamburger meat and like rice and sweet potatoes and stuff that they can eat, like whole food stuff. And That's terrible. No, no, no. This is a strict diet for these dogs. This is they have skin conditions. They have to have this diet. Like anything yeah, else, human has more calories than animal food, so you can like we, go on with that. We, like, I'm not a dogologist, but I, I mean, I'm not feeding them sides of beef. I'm feeding them like tiny amounts of food. I mean, it's like. Less than it's like about a cup of food, not even. Uh, it's all mixed together all between right. sweet potatoes Checking. and I had an sweet potato on feed dial, but go on. Okay, well, thank you. But okay, <laughs> so uh, I get home and my wife made uh, stuffed bell peppers. Oh, but no, not bell peppers. The red and the yellow peppers, and yeah, they didn't with like mixed in with some kind of rice with no cheese. And I looked over at what she made for the dogs, and I was like, God, that looks better. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. it sounds. It was better. like it was like uh, like juicy sweet potatoes and this white rice and hamburger meat. And, oh my god, amazing! Yeah, you but know, anyway. I used to work at that. Uh, yeah. I worked at Friends for Life, that uh, animal shelter, no kill shelter in the Heights, and the to meet chicks. Well, it's however you want to read into it, but I went there. Let's, let's be honest, to meet dogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to meet chicks. Well, I thought it'd be cool to meet people. And, you know, hang out with dogs. And the first day I was there, they put me in the kitchen, like, stuffing this disgusting, like, peanut butter and spam into these dog toys that they play with all day for, like, two hours. <laughs> I'm like, Where, where's the spoon for this? They're like, oh, it's easier with your hands. And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, this is, and there's no one in there but me. It's just, like, this really sad music playing in the background. And I don't know. I just, it was not what I thought. But I stuck through it. Got through hey. that. Hazy. So did you uh, meet any chicks? That's good. That's good. Nah, I met a couple dogs that I wanted to take home. That's about it. <laughs> and well, some of them had a uh, mange, or what is it? Not mange, but they, some of them had um alopecia. There's something that <laughs> animals get that's common, like stray dogs. I forget off the top of my head now, but they had to quarantine them and I had to go back there and play with them. And it was just like the whole time I'm thinking, good guy. Kill and cough? I don't know, but the whole way home, I'm like, that fucked. I'm going to have like all this stuff in my car. How do I? I mean, they're not going to hose me down when I leave. Are you wearing a hazmat suit? Yeah, I was like that movie Outbreak. I had a full suit on. Oh, I'm well. not, no, it's much of my clothes. It was terrible. I mean, oh. not terrible. It was a great deal. It was a great place. That's a good cause. I did it for a while. Well, good for yeah. you, man. Anyway. Normally, I wouldn't do this, yeah. but uh, Ralph, how's, how's everything going with you, dude? Oh, I never thought you would ask. Wow, that's amazing. Typically, we're in the same room and like I'll have to flag, flag you guys down and be like, hey, like, you know, um, like point, like put on neon signs with blinking fucking arrows in my head uh, with a sign that basically says, hey, don't forget to ask about my. I'll be honest. I, I was already me. thinking about the blood section, but I'm glad Broward did that. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to report. Um, tomorrow's my last day in Alaska for this rotation. I'm ready to get fucking home. 
it's it's been a while um so yeah really not a lot going on i've been working my nuts off up here and uh i don't know that that's all there is really to it. you're done for you have to go right. back one more time right yeah after this i gotta go back one more time for another basically like another month and then i'm done man so i'm, I'm ready to it's a it's a nice place it's great hang out work have fun little weekend excursions but man at the end of the day i miss my smoggy overpopulated stuff. oh yeah. you betcha you betcha yeah yeah you know what i'll tell you why it is i mean every morning it's beautiful it's you know 87 feels like 94 um <laughs> you know you gotta bring like two shirts to work you gotta change yeah. the humidity is so like, terrible yeah. I, I, I swear I, I walk outside to check our uh, office mailbox. It's out. It's off off site, and I come back. I'm like, oh my god, I stink! <laughs> like from just walking to yeah. the mailbox. I think my the the, the the so terrible. So this guy up here, he took me. He took me out fishing. Like really, really nice. Oh, dude. Tell us more about. He gave me a pole. Some <laughs> what? Did you meet him a match? <laughs> no, it's a fucking guy I work with. Anyhow. So he, yeah. So he don't dip your pen in the deal. company ink. <laughs> My God! All right, go anyhow, on. Do so what do you fishing. do? Anyhow, do so. Basically, I told him, "Hey, thanks a lot. You know, if you're ever down in Houston, I'll I'll take you out in the bay and do a little fishing or whatever." <laughs> Is that what you're calling it now, huh? And then, so, <laughs> but he said, he basically said. Is this going to be a sad story, Ralphie? I don't want it to be sad. No. God, it's just... I'm just trying to make, like, a... Just a really, really quick Okay, okay, go on. We're, like, sorry. We're sorry. I can't even fucking do it. No, it's okay. No, no, it's fine. It's okay. Bottom line, he says, when the fuck would I ever be in Houston? Fuck Houston. Rude. That's heartbreaking, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why would I ever... Why would I ever go down there? I live in Alaska. Oh, yeah. man. And it's like... It's like, yeah, like he's got a really good fucking point, you know? Oh. So, well, you could always move up there. Anyhow. Anyhow. Okay, dude, okay, so we got we to gotta keep moving yeah. on. So I guess so. there's going to be no, no beer section today because, uh, uh, yeah, we're and, not uh, going to interrupt room, real quick, so. uh, just one thing on that. I, I, you know, there's no denying that a lot uh, of our listener, uh, his friends that are – our Instagram is – exploded obviously over i don't even know it's 1500 people whatever it is i don't know but so there's obviously yeah. obviously people following us on instagram maybe they're just the one listener right over in pleasanton but yeah i think that we need to talk I, not having three in a row you know with beer i think there's probably a lot of people on instagram that, that like the beer section and i feel bad for them but yeah i mean yeah what are you yeah. gonna do just it is coming back yeah i i don't know i think i think we'll probably what, what we're gonna do is when i um b- before i come back up here i'm probably gonna line up um, you know, three or four beers. I'm going to leave with you guys, and I'll take them up here with me, so we can do it. Uh, and we can do some. It's not really international beers because I'm technically in the United States, but um, but yeah, technically so we'll do, you we'll are in the United phone, States. That's po- weird, but yeah, I don't I have know, a globe in front of me, but that's how it works, right? Alaska's fifty. Yeah, state. but yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, well, actually, it's forty ninth state. Yeah, well, but, I said uh, it's one of the fifties. What I said. Anyway. <laughs> I thought you said fifth. No, I'm just keeping you straight. Fact checking. Just keeping you straight, James. Just keeping you straight. Anyhow, okay. So, like I said, so no, no beer section. Uh, we'll resume that shortly. We promise. And uh, we're gonna go right into the blood. So uh, we will be right back after this. Carry that pillow. <laughs>
We're back. Oh, good. Well, I, wait, we need to. I need to preface this section first. Okay. Um, go ahead. We need to let our listener know in Pleasanton that I am allowing you to do an Alaskan killer because you're out of town, out of courtesy. But it, it yeah. may be a complete shit show and not as good as mm. me doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, with my every... education and countless hours of research, probably didn't <laughs> that. that's right. Uh, those Wikipedia articles don't write themselves. Uh, actually, uh, strangers do. Uh, so, speaking <laughs> of that, um, you, uh, last week you guys were uh, you were trying out some bravado. <laughs> I don't really think it matches who you guys are. Uh, oh, really? Uh, we're faking it. I don't know. It, it sounded very forced. I don't think we were faking it. What are you talking? It was not. Forced. Yeah, it was like you guys were like. Uh, hey, well, bro. Like, <laughs> like, hey, dude. No, no, no. Ah, Jai- ah, 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 ah. No, Jaeens like was. Jaeen said um, <laughs> about. Uh, uh, it was like about his shirt side shirt ideas. It doesn't really match who Jaeens is. Well, but I enjoyed the podcast listener, nonetheless. By the way. That uh, that that last story you did, James, was uh, that story was something that I actually remembered when I was a kid. Uh, those two girls, that was a very big deal. I think it was during yeah, when we were in yeah. Junior actually, high. called me later after she listened to it. The same thing. I don't know why I didn't know about it, but yeah, uh, maybe I just don't remember it. <clears throat> I mean, because yeah, they were. It, it was like all over local news for a very very long time. Yeah, yeah. pretty well, tragic. I mean, hmm. No, it was terrible. All sure. right. So, what do you have uh, for us there, so Ralphie? Are you, up in Alaska? What's going on? Are, are are you guys are you guys ready? So um so tonight I'm gonna be talking about um Alaska's most notorious serial killer. So you know you know the lure is right is a lot of people they come up here and you know they try to disappear and try to basically restart their lives. You know, and so the the case I'm gonna be talking about tonight. Or they get to know bears. That was a famous documentary about that. What bear? Was it called the Bear Man? Oh, you're talking about that fucking dude, Grizzly Man. Yeah, Grizzly and then he man. ended up getting eaten by the bears. Whoa, yeah. don't ruin it. Yeah, dude. Hey, you can YouTube like his death recording. It's not the actual video, but it's just it's not real. No, no, no. It is the the best thing about that documentary was how in the first part they played it how he wanted you to perceive him. And then they played the behind the scenes where he would like cuss at the bears and like be mean, yeah, and like uh, be like a little shit. He was all snotty. That well, you was know the. the uh, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, no, the that's one of my favorite documentary guys or whatever you call him. Uh, Werner Herzog did that. He's uh, he did the one uh, Into the Abyss too, actually about a uh, some kids on death row here in Huntsville. Hey, Her- He's done some yeah. badass. Hey, Herzog movies, did the documentary. Herzog did the bear one. Yeah, that yeah. was one of his first I ones. I did yeah. not know that. He also he, he did listen uh, to his voice. Go back and listen to it. He did, Eileen, he did Eileen Wernos too. That yeah, was, he did that one too. Yeah, really good, good one. And he had to testify against her. And like, uh, and a, oh, I know. And she was so pissed. Yeah. yeah. No shit. God. Charlie's the uh, he's a He's a badass, man. He asks, he, I don't know, man. He asks questions that are so like uncomfortable. God, well, all didn't the he time. do something? His voice didn't too, man. With Banksy and become crazy. What's that? Didn't he do one with Banksy and become crazy or something? No. Was that him? Banksy, or was that another guy? Banksy did his yeah. own uh, exit through the gift shop. You're thinking something completely different. Oh, shit. No. You know what? Maybe it was Warner Herzog. Of course it was. Because I'm always right. Anyhow. Okay. So back to the murder. Okay. <laughs> so have you guys you guys heard of you know The Most Dangerous Game? Yeah. With uh, the famous actor that got cancer from having sex. What? 
What? Huh? The game? No. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're thinking, thinking, oh, thinking of Michael <laughs> Douglas. who got oral cancer of... from licking too many vaginas? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what you no, said, throat right? Can- he had throat cancer. No, he... But I guess he eventually admitted, though, that HPV. Yeah, it was HPV that he got. Like, but herpes. No, no, it's not herpes, dude. He he had <clears throat> he had a, uh, some sort of uh, cancer in his throat, basically multiple exacerbated sexual... by. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it doesn't sorry. matter. Hey, do, you know, hey, do you know koalas can give you STD? All right. So anyhow, that's not. <laughs> I know my uh, my neighbor has that koala cancer. Jesus Christ. Okay. No on. STDs. You get koala gonorrhea. Okay. Well, that's what I meant. It's weird. So, He's real hairy now. Guys, okay. Go on. Okay, so in 1924, so there's a short story, Most Dangerous Game. It was about an old war general. So he was bored with hunting. He's a lot of bamboo, my neighbor. He's a lot of bamboo now. He was bored. Well, the most dangerous game is man. That's what I said, man. Fucking shit. The most dangerous. So an old war general, bored with hunting animals. So he lures a hunter to his island, and he challenges him to, like, a game, right? The general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Famous yeah, book. Yeah, the general hunt the hunter for three days. And should he get away, the general allowed to be, let the hunter live, right? So right. Up, in here, yep. up here in Anchorage, where I'm at right now, Anchorage, Alaska, there was a serial killer named Robert Hansen who did just that. So he would kidnap his victims. Mm, he would set them loose. No shit. Yeah, he would set them loose. The fourth man in the band. He would set Go them on. loose <laughs> in the Alaskan bush so he could stalk, torture, and ultimately murder a series of victims in the late 70s and early 80s. Ice-T? Was that what? Was he one of them? So Robert was a skinny, uh, super shy, had a really, really bad stutter, an impediment that would result in years of bullying. Mm. Um, social outcast, he took refuge in time spent alone, and over time became an avid hunter, uh, channeling his rage and quest for revenge on those who mocked him into stalking animals. So mm-hmm. in, in uh, 1957, when he was 18... Bullying. Yeah, bullying, there we go. In, uh, in 1957, when he was 18 years old, he joined the United States Army Reserve, um, hoping to leave behind uh, this person he'd become in his youth and make something of himself. But for a while, he did. Um, after serving a year in the reserves, he became an assistant drill instructor in Pocahontas, uh, Iowa, and got hitched up to a local chick. Uh, that's when his... Another Indian. Yeah, another Indian. Right. No, this is in Iowa. Native American. There are no... Bros. Right. There are no Native Americans in Iowa. Actually, that's not true. But he did not marry a Native American. Isn't Iowa, isn't Iowa an Indian name? Uh, yeah, it is. It actually is. Yeah. We're going to get so many phone calls about this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, that's so, so this is when his psychological issues began. He was caught in 1960 burning down a school bus garage. Uh, during his incarceration, uh, his Indian wife or his Native American wife divorced him. Um, he was released 20 months into his three-year sentence for arson. Uh, though after being released, he was jailed a few more times for a petty theft but eventually managed to meet somebody else and remarry. Finally, he decided he had enough of the continental United States. In 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska. There, he had two children with his wife, settled into a very quiet life. He was well-liked, mm-hmm. had a nice family, and opened up a, Always the case. Opened up a small bakery. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. So, for 20 years, everything was normal. Nice little bigger. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. For 20 years, everything was completely... Cooling off period. That's that's pretty common, a cooling off period. Nothing happened yet, Josh, so you just calm down. 20 years after Hanson moved to Anchorage, on June 13, 1983, 17-year-old Cindy Paulson escaped from Hanson when he was trying to load her into his Piper Super Cub. You guys know what a Piper Super Cub is? 
His what? Piper's Super Cub. The plane. Well, I, it sounds like something you get like at a Valero gas station to put your Coca Cola in. So you're in Alaska, right? So did he put her in a? Did he put her? There in a are more. Cup? There are more private pilot licenses in the state than the other state. So didn't I just say it was a plane? Yeah, you did. You did. Sorry, Brower. Why Brower gets credit. That? Sorry, Brower gets credit. Brower knows what a Piper Cub is. Okay, look, hold on. Yeah. So first of all, how does someone sneak up on someone in a Piper plane? And be like, hey, girl, no, you no, need no, a ride? He try- he, no, he, no, he was trying to suffer into his plane, okay? Right? So, he was trying he to was, suffer. He yeah. needed help. He was, what he was trying to do is he was trying to load a couch in the plane. Yeah, pivot, pivot. <laughs> no. Pivot. Yeah, like, got shoved in there. Yeah, he had, a, he had a broken arm. He was trying to load a couch onto a plane. Bought it on he, Craigslist. It was an American girl. So, she was okay. a train engineer, train engineer. Anyhow, so Call she, back. so when she got to police, she told them that uh, he had offered her two hundred dollars uh, to give him a give him a blowjob. But uh, are you being when, serious or is that no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm dead serious. So I never yeah, know. Supposed, oh, okay. okay, so so when she got into the car when she initially met him, he pulled a gun on her and drove her to his home in Muldoon. There, he held her captive, torturing, raping, and sexually assaulting her. She mentioned that after he chained her by her neck to a post in the house's basement, Hanson took a nap on a nearby couch. When he awoke, he put her in his car and took her to Merrillfield Airport, where he told her that he intended to take her out to his cabin, which was actually, mm-hmm. it was like a meat shack in the Knick River area, accessed only by boat or bush plane. So there's a lot of areas out here that, um, you know, there's no roads to anywhere, right? Right. Like deep in the That's mountains. Common. It's the only way to get to these places. So. You know, right. These avid hunters and fishermen, they they either you know they either get get planes, or they have planes themselves, or they hire bush planes or bush pilots to take them out to these remote areas. That, or they call them the ice road truckers. Okay. <laughs> well, that's right, that, that. There's a road, and you're talking about. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyhow, so Paulson crouched in the back seat of her of, of the car with her wrist cuffed in front of her body, waiting until Hanson was busy loading the airplane cockpit to make a run for it. While Hanson's back was turned, Paulson crawled out of the back seat, opened the driver's side door, and took off towards nearby 6th Avenue. She later told police that she had left her blue sneakers on the passenger side floor of the sedan's back seat as evidence that she had been in the car. So Hanson panicked and he ran after her, but Paulson made to 6th Avenue first and managed to flag down a passing truck. The driver, a guy named Robert Unit. Alarmed by her disheveled appearance, stopped and picked her up. He drove her to the Mush Inn. And by the way, I I drive by this Mush Inn place all the time. It's still there. It's still there, man. It's like a super, super seedy motel. So if you guys ever need a place to stay, it's right by the airport. This is like that private airport where all the bush planes fly out of. I, I know a guy up there in the Mush Inn. So anyhow. You got a guy. I got a guy. Um, so he drove her to the Mush Inn where she jumped out of the truck, ran inside. She pleaded with the clerk to phone her boyfriend, who was at the Big Timber Motel, also a nice place. Um, the truck driver continued to work where he called police to report the barefoot, handcuffed woman. When Anchorage Police Department officers arrived at the Mush Inn, they were told that the young woman had taken a cab to the Big Timber Motel. APD officers arrived at room 110 of the Big Timber Motel and found Cindy Paulson still handcuffed and alone. She was taken to APD head- headquarters, where she described the perpetrator. Hanson, when questioned by APD officers, 
denied the accusations, stating that Paulson was just trying to cause some trouble because he would not pay her extortion demands. Hmm. Although although Hanson had several prior run-ins with the law, his meek demeanor and his occupation as a baker, along with a strong alibi from his friend, kept him from being considered a serious suspect, and the case went cold. His wife must have been like, a divorce court? Yeah, like, why are you going to see horrors? Like, what's the deal, you know? Yeah, that's just, they're not seeing any other, I wouldn't yeah. think. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Detective Glenn Floth of the Alaskan State Troopers had been part of a team investigating the discovery of several bodies in and around Anchorage. So this is, uh, this is, se- this is separate of, you know, the Hanson incident. Uh, several bodies around Anchorage, Seward, and Matuska, Sunista Valley area. So this is kind of all within a couple hours drive of Anchorage. Mm-hmm. The first of the bodies was found by construction workers near uh, Eklutna Road. The body, dubbed Eklutna Annie by investigators, has never been identified. Mm-hmm. Later that year, the body of Joanna Messina was discovered in a gravel pit near Seward. And in 1982, the remains of a 23-year-old Sherry Morrow were discovered in a shallow grave near the Kinnick River. Both now had three bodies and what looked like to be one killer. So he so he contacted the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation Special Agent Roy Hazelwood and requested help in a criminal and psychological profile based on the three recovered bodies. Hazelwood thought that the killer would be an experienced hunter with low self-esteem and have a history of being rejected by women and would feel compelled to keep souvenirs of his murders, such as the victim's jewelry. He also suggested that the assailants might stutter. So using this profile, I don't understand them. how they figure that out. But go on. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Yeah, the stutter um, using, part. It must have a spiritualist involved. Maybe. Hey, yeah, maybe on the phone. It works. <laughs> he also <laughs> will have excessive bowel movements, and he will yeah. be really happy with his his he, blockage. He, he, yeah. had a, he had a blockage in his colon. That's right. So uh, using this profile, Floth investigated possible suspects until he reached Hanson, um, who fit the profile and also owned a plane. So yeah, these uh, you know, these psychological profiles are usually pretty dead on, right? It's yeah. crazy. Like that yep. TV show, uh, Mindhunter, nails it. God, yeah, I know, man. It's awesome. Gotta watch yeah. that. It's amazing. You know, I'm really looking forward to season two because they're going to talk about the BTK. Oh, I know. That's um, what they've been following we, in the first one. Oh no, that wasn't. That wasn't. It was. Uh, or was it? No, no, no. They were. Uh, no, it was just a series of different killers. Like Ed Kemper. Yeah, Kemper. they're talking right. to Ed Kemper. Let me ask you guys a question. What case uh, or or story that you heard, either growing up or recently, is what really got you going into being interested in uh, in true crime? I have mine. Uh, mm. My, uh, I would say, I don't know. My mother, like from like my earliest memories, would make me watch Unsolved Mysteries with her. Okay. So it just it routinely freaked me the fuck out, and um, I don't know. I just yeah, I haven't been able to sleep since. Mine James. was mine was always Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer until Sam Houston, and I took a class called History of Serial Killers, true story. And the professor actually had I don't know if I even told you all this. They we were able to watch a video that was only released to educational programs or law enforcement, and it was behind the scenes of the Ed Gein ordeal, like all oh, this shit. like footage that's never been like you're not going to see on a documentary or youtube it was so fucking creepy and fascinating but at the same time but so i kind of switched into that one but he's kind of one of the original creepy motherfuckers that got me uh, into that yeah. kind of stuff mine is lamb, a, you made lambshades yeah what's, mine, your, yeah what's your bar west memphis three 
Oh, really? fuck yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I mean, that like, I watched one. that when the uh, original documentaries came out on HBO. And the first one, I was like, God, those fucking devil worshippers killed those little babies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then by, I, I'm like, and, and like, and by the next episode, I'm like, you know, free to West Memphis 3. They're wrongly convicted. And I, I think the last that, one you're getting a Pearl Jam tattoo. No, I, I went and saw uh, Damien Eccles' uh, movie he came out with at that silly theater downtown. What's that theater called? Uh, where you park under, uh, on whatever. The but, showboat? Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, theater downtown Houston. I have no idea. I don't know. The River, the River Oaks Theater? No, it's not downtown. West Anyhow, you went to go see it. Yeah, so it was uh, it was really great, and I, I have been fascinated by that case, and I've, I've watched those documentaries and rewatched those documentaries with people who you know, I made seen a Pearl them. Jam joke. Eddie Better was a big advocate for those guys. Yeah, oh, he, he was because yeah. they're on their release. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. He, he really helped. Oddly, um, uh, Pearl Jam wasn't even that much around whenever he first got arrested, and uh, it's Metallica that's throughout. So, what James Hetfield really uh, really blew blew that opportunity there, didn't he? Oh shit, right. Yeah, man, some social change, but right. I, yeah, no, and Johnny Depp. But I always wondered, what did they? I mean, I, they couldn't sue the state for money. I, I hope that there's some sort of a you know a financial setup for them. But uh, yeah. I, I know Damien Nichols is kind of crazy now. He's like weird, wacky into like witchcraft and tattoos and like doing all these weird things. He's a follow on Facebook. I think he's off of it now. And he would uh, cast spells and like. <laughs> Fucking oh, like a LARPing, a lot of LARPing. Yeah, no, no, no. That's no, that's not that's role playing. He was this was live action living. He was L A L. Oh wow, <laughs> interesting. So, All right, uh, so back to the uh, yeah, back sorry. to the case. Yeah, uh, sometimes no, you know we have these. Li- no, no, not even. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, so if we can go ahead and uh, get back to the case at hand, mm-hmm. um, so. Basically supported by Paulson's testimony. So Paulson was a girl who uh, who was initially captured, and the police wouldn't believe her. Um, so supported by her testimony and Hazelwood's profile from the FBI, Floth and the APD secured a warrant to search Hanson's plane. So you know they're they're closing in on him. So they search his plane, his cars, and his home. On October twenty seventh, nineteen eighty three, investigators uh, uncovered jewelry belonging to some of the missing women, as well as an array of firearms in a corner hideaway of Hanson's attic. So the biggest find was an aviation map with little X marks on it hidden behind Hanson's headboard in his bedroom. Fucking A. Creepy as shit. Yeah. When confronted with the evidence found at his home, Hanson denied it as long as he could, but he eventually began to blame the women and tried to justify his motives. Ah, and he didn't win the case? I mean, that's, that's fucked up. No. No, no, eventually confessed. No, but hold on. Hold, hold on, Josh James. He eventually confessed to each item of the evidence and it was pre- as it was being presented to him and he admitted to the spree of attacks against the Alaska women starting in 1971. Hansen's earliest victims were young women, usually between the ages of 16 and 19, and not the sex workers who led to his discovery. Mm. So uh, of these seven women... Hansen was only formally charged with the murders of four, Sherry Morrow, uh, Joanna Messina, including Annie, and Paula Goulding. He was also charged with the kidnapping and rape of Cindy Paulson. So once arrested, um, Hansen was charged with assault, kidnapping, and multiple weapons offenses. 
Only after ballistics, ballistics tests returned a match between bullets found at the crime scene and Hansen's rifle did he enter into a plea bargain. He pleaded guilty to the four homicides and provided details about his other victims in return for serving his sentence in federal prison along with no publicity to the press. Hmm. So Hansen revealed... I think that's bullshit, man. Yeah, I know. Sometimes they just... You know, but the, the thing is, is that you gotta understand, like, Sometimes they have to make these plea agreements so they can discover, you know, more and more victims. No, right? I get it. But, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, if you're a serial killer, you can do, like, two or three killings and just be on your best behavior, if you will, and just not make any mistakes and keep those as your ace in the hole in the event that you get caught. And then you're just like, well, there were three more. I don't want the death penalty, though. You know, and then you can yeah, leave them to yeah, the exactly. bodies. And it's like, you know, they, these guys know that. But they can just... If they get a, if the cops don't know about some of them, that's an ace in the hole for them. Yeah, it's a plea bar. That's right. Sucks, but yeah. I guess it's just reality. Yeah, but you're bar. I mean, you're bargaining with human life here. I mean, just think about all the all, all the people out there are suffering. You know, just they need that closure. Um, so uh, so a little little bit of detail around kind of his mo. So Hansen revealed that upon the kidnapping of the women, usually prostitutes or strippers, uh, he would take the women to his remote cabin on a patch of land. Uh, in the valley, so he would fly out to this remote, quote unquote, meat shack. Right um, there, he would rape them for days and days and torture them. Um, he'd set them free, and for a moment, they'd have hope that they believed that they had a chance to escape. Uh, right, so he basically just set them free in this you know, remote. And this is Alaska in the winter. I mean, it's fucking freezing. There's snow everywhere. So as they ran for their lives, he would track them down, taking his time, and basically like that, like that. That story, the most dangerous game, he would hunt them sometimes for hours, sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks. So, um, wow, yeah. So that's that's basically what he did. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Another condition of the plea bargain was uh, his participation in deci- uh, deciphering the markings on his aviation map and locating the victims' bodies. He confirmed the police theory of how women were abducted adding that he would sometimes let a potential victim go if she convinced him that she wouldn't report him to the police. So wow. there, were, there, were, there were a bunch of women who actually survived, um, I have to give up, including three in Resurrection Bay near Seward. So authorities suspect two of these markings belong to the graves of Mary Phil, Megan Ermick, and whom uh, Hansen has denied killing. Damn. The remains of 12, probably 21 victims, were exhumed by the police and returned to their families. So Hansen was sentenced uh, by jury to 461 years plus life in prison without the possibility of parole. Oh, well, he's going to get the death penalty. Yeah. Um, thank yeah. God. So uh, what, uh, why wouldn't he cop to the other three if he did it? Or the police just trying to pin that on him? How do they know that those spots weren't just already, he went and pre-scouted as potential spots? I'll tell you what, you know what it is? I think it's, um, I think I think these guys they save some of the stuff they hold some of the back for future bar- bargaining power, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, but it really. I mean, but he caught he caught to a lot of it. You know, I mean, it, they was. I wonder what the negotiations were like, which was like, uh, okay, I'll give you 17. No, no, no I want 18. Uh, yeah, 17. You know, it's like, well, how does that happen? I don't know, but listen, you can go on YouTube and you can you can find some 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 documentaries about this guy and this whole process. And he was pretty vicious, man. So, like, he would, um, uh, he was a hard-lined, heavy, tough negotiator when it came to giving up information. Actually, Brower, 
It's very similar to the Israel Keys case that we reviewed a few weeks ago. No, oh, that where, Israeli locksmith. Oh god, yeah, that 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 uh, that is Alaskan, another Alaskan serial killer who basically toyed with investigators and uh, you know was trying to hold back as much information as he possibly could. There's some serial killers like BTK who they're very very proud of the work. They want the world to know what they did. And then you have people like Hanson, Israeli Keys, who want they want they want to they want to hold it all back, and you know they they're actually somewhat embarrassed, you know. And a lot of it really has to do with you know the both of those guys, the two guys I was talking about, they have families, you know, they have kids, right? And and a lot of that I think is a certain level of embarrassment. You know, the BTK I killer is a it. he said something that is just like. <laughs> I mean, icing on the cake of how much of a shithead he is in court. There's a famous line he says, because there was a girl that got away, and he said, had I would have had my uh, kill kit with me, she wouldn't have survived. He was yeah. so fucking arrogant and narcissistic. Yeah. He let everyone know in the courtroom that, she, yeah, she got away, but it's because I wasn't prepared. Yep. They, they want, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they want, they want everybody to know basically how smart and cunning they are and you know, that's that's the most important thing. That's what moves the dial. But some of these well, other, I am caught BTK killer is narcissism. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't hubris. Anyhow, so like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of really really good documentaries on this guy, um, in uh, in or on YouTube or on the on the web. And what's his name again? I'm gonna look this up too. I didn't know Robert Hanson. Robert Hanson. Robert Hanson. Yeah, and there's also I, which I thought was not a really good movie, but fucking people love it. Um, John Cusack portrayed Hanson in the film The Frozen Ground with Nicolas Cage. God, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Nicolas Cage. God, yeah, I know it's really tough. But Have you seen the trailer for his new movie coming out? Which one? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it looks insane. It looks I, ins- I mean, you, Wait, it looks insane you, like good or insane bad? I, I, I don't know. It looks, cub- it looks Kubrick-esque. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, ask. Yeah. No way! He's, so yes. come back, come back, city, huh? I don't know. I think he might just have. Uh, it's him and Tiger Woods in it. No, no, it's a, no. He's. Uh, I, I think he just kind of some idiot stumbled on him that got a script and got the right people behind it. And visually, it looked pretty crazy. It's looking like it's got some. Can't think of the name of it, but look it up. And Nicholas Cage's new movie. Interesting. Right, one, right. Hey, one other little, one other little Nicholas Cage anecdote. Uh, uh, you know he almost played Superman in a Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Google uh, Nicholas Cage Superman Tim Burton. Yeah. And what was in that movie? It, it never. It yeah. never. It never got made. But actually, Damn, look the, the, the cop. The costuming. You know, like Tim Burton Batman, which I know. Yeah. I know what's what's really weird is like that's kind of my favorite Batman. I don't know if it's like oh, a it's the best thing, Batman. Whatever. I don't know if it's like my. Yeah, the Christian Bale ones are pretty good too, but um, mm, I think I think too, a little too dark for me. Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. Tim Burton, just the style and the music, and fucking Danny Elfman and all that shit. Just, but I, I, I could only imagine um, the, the uh, bad the, dance. Yeah, the bad dance. <laughs> but the, uh, I think, I think, I think it would have been good, man. But yeah, Google uh, Tim, Tim Burton, uh, Superman, Nicolas Cage. Okay. Anyhow, enough about Nicolas Cage. We yep. will be right back after this. And we're back. Hey, 
Hey, this uh, uh, the segment you've been waiting for all of these fifty long minutes. Uh, hey, before Brower, you go into it, before you go into it, Browers Bayou. Um, before you go any further, go ahead. We need to remind people of our email address, which is listener at beerbloodbayou.com. Oh, great segue. And you know, go ahead. And by the way, while we're at it, also, if you um, have any uh, questions, comments, or you want to tell us a little tale, feel free to call into our uh, voicemail, 405 405- Eight zero six zero four seven six. That's four zero five eight zero six zero four seven six. Or yeah, you can that's pay, right. Or you can page us at seven one three. Yeah. What's your snap again? Hey. Okay. <laughs> so as you guys probably know, and I know you boys definitely do. I I love the city of Houston. Not really mm-hmm. at all. I hate the city. Uh, yeah, we know. The city is, is an armpit. Uh, it is not a melting pot. It's a melting pot. I don't pit. know why you feel that way, but go on. Now, I, love the, I a, love the city. It's a I love city it. of transients. I mean, it's a, it, it's, it's horrific. That's what's beautiful about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not transients. 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 People who don't live here. They're not, not from here. I, I'm one of those included. So, okay. So one of the iconic things in the city, which I do, I just do not get. And every time I drive by it, I'm like, ugh, is that be someone graffiti thing on that railroad bridge you know i'm talking about 45 super famous yeah i love it super famous i guarantee there's not one person that doesn't live in the city that would be able to recognize that not super famous you know as a side note if i could say i had a you know i do a little bit of i dabble with photography as you two know and i had someone ask me if i could take a picture of them with that in the background and uh, for our listener that doesn't know, it's on the busiest fucking freeway in the nation. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to fucking set up a tripod and kill myself to get a fucking lame-ass picture of you next to this bridge. It's like yeah, in the worst location. The I don't know how you can do it without getting killed, but anyway. Well, I, I have a suggestion. So some uh, some uh, wonderful uh, Houstonian decided to get the Be Someone graffiti tattooed to his head. He's what? got it. Why? Yes. Okay. Um, got him a job at Starbucks. That's time. right. And now meet the Houston man who got our unofficial slogan tattooed to his head. Be someone is represent my city, Houston. George Miguel says. Uh, George San Miguel says the uh, Houston native with the bald head has tattoos featuring the Texans Rockets, uh, Texans and Rockets logo, and his neck is marked with an Astro star. You know, uh, if I'm being honest, so this guy's I, like a flyer. He's like a. I, you know, he's a uh, he's a bald headed guy with a bunch of head tattoos. Uh, it would be someone right across the front. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I was I always wanted to get an Astro Star tattoo because I kind of like that logo. Um, but I was told that those are gang related and you can't get those. Did you Tango know? Blast, dude. Yeah, uh, that's, Tango that's Blast. Very true, oh, yeah. it was the Tango Blast gang. Yeah, the you know the gang that you make fun of. That's right. And by the way, we don't what well, we don't make fun of. Josh and I. It's mostly just no. No, not mostly. It is uh, a Brower who makes fun of Tango Blast. That is very just true, though. That tattoo. You weren't allowed to wear uh, the Astros hat in a lot of bars because of the gang-related uh, stuff. To be honest, yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal. Like H Town, it's the old, it's the old The U Stones was another gang that was affiliated with the logos of Houston. It, it caused bars to literally not allow you to wear jerseys or hats. It was a big deal. Anyway, yeah. So, so George says, um, well, obviously his. Uh, 
his be someone tattoos his most notable one on his head which is saying a lot uh the what george said was the be someone i uh, was to represent my city and for every time i look in the mirror to be positive today i respect that image that that that, that thought that, that line of thinking little did george know that when he got the tattoo it would become part of a larger movement uh you guys heard of that instagram page be someone dedicated to all things yeah. houston gave me a slogan yeah, yeah. Featured several other people uh, with uh, graffiti inked on their skin. You know, more people are doing this than just on their forehead. Really? No, all over themselves. I didn't know it was a movement. He said the way it is right now on the page, George. Uh, wait, my wife added me to the page on Instagram, <coughs> and that's how I know it was really bigger. Thank God he's married I, because I that thought would be a it bitch was on Tinder to have that tattoo. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I, 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 I can't believe we found someone that would be willing to do that for the city. But uh, anyway, so that is... Uh, it's a big deal. I mean, when, uh, just so you know, when that when that thing gets re-graffiti, it, inevitably it happens. Someone pours paint on it, gets covered up. It's just a matter of time before somebody, nobody knows who, goes out there and fixes it. It's kind of like that uh, one in Austin, the frog or whatever. It, like Nobody knows who put it there to begin with, but it's always fixed when it gets damaged. Yeah. I don't know. It's the same thing in Houston. Like it, it gets it gets uh, tarnished, if you will, and then somebody will go back and fix it. But so yeah, so uh, I got another crazy story for you. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple days ago, uh, Houston here, uh, Harris County Sheriff Sar- uh, Sergeant is in the hospital. Uh, one uh, a night earlier this week, after she was exposed to a substance believed to be fentanyl on a flyer really? that was that's right, lucky. Yeah, she got free fentanyl. Is left on the windshield of her patrol vehicle. Tuesday afternoon, the Harris County uh, Sheriff's Office held a press briefing to warn the public to watch out for paper flyers. Harris County Sheriff's <laughs> Unless Harris- you have glow sticks. That's right. Uh, Harris- <laughs> I mean, watch out for paper and flyers, Josh everybody. Yeah. Uh, Harris <laughs> County Sheriff's, uh, uh, Sheriff Ed Gonzalez said that the flyer the sergeant touched also had been placed under the windshield wipers of about a dozen additional sheriff's department vehicles parked on the street in front of the Sheriff's Office recruitment and Criminal Investigation Center on Lockwood. Um, we hope that this is an isolated incident. We hope, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, Ironically, Harris oh County now supports Braves in downtown Houston. Yeah. Wow. Uh, investigators said they were not positive the Sheriff's Department fleet vehicles were targeted. Uh, okay. Anyway. Since they were unmarked and parked on the city street, and said they wanted to warn the general public, public to be wary of anything found in their windshields. Okay, now, this is your it city. It found, sell on the street. Yeah. However, the text on the flyer was addressed to FBI police firemen and contained information on conspiracy theories about the government targeting individuals, subliminal messages from cell phone towers. Uh, the sergeant who was affected <laughs> came into contact with the opioid lace paper as she left work on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, she started to feel woozy. Uh, as she drove. She pulled over and called for help. The sheriff said she felt lightheaded and exhibited fentanyl related symptoms. Houston Chronicle reported she caught it quickly. Sheriff Gonzalez said, "Would you know? Would you know from our experience uh, with fentanyl is that it can be very deadly. It's a hundred times more potent than morphine." Wow. However, we were able to plug in two lava lamps and a black light and get the party started before she yes. had further problems. The sergeant was rushed to the hospital and is expected to survive. At least one of the flyers left in the car windshields tested positive for fentanyl. The sheriff's department was continuing to investigate. Wow, we. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's how you get your manifesto out there, right? Ah, that's Lace, your, lace your paperwork in fentanyl. If I ever see a flyer I, uh, on my car 
I I make a scene when I throw it on the ground. I hope the <laughs> person that put it there is like looking. I'm like, You're like fooey. Like I, th- I mean, I may throw my arm out. I'm like, screw this, and I like throw as hard as I can, hoping someone. And I look around, of course, no one's looking at me, but I fucking hate that. Uh, not me. That's funny. I, I try to do the move where I get. get You're like, I'm gonna go eat mixing two for two for one. I'm going. <laughs> no, I, I do the move right, right away. I start driving and put the windshield wipers on and try to reach around the, the front of the car and yeah. drive it as I'm driving down the road. He almost getting wrecked like two hours right. on the freeway. Yeah, not safe. Uh, I guess it's better than displaying myself as a child in a parking lot. Oh, uh, it's a bitch <laughs> when they put on the right windshield wiper. <laughs> yeah, you can't really cool. reach over that far. So, well, that, that's... Well, hey, Broward, thanks for those stories, man. Those are pretty good, So, dude. hey, uh, bottom yeah, line like- is... Watch what's on your windshield, and um, the city someone. sucks. The city sucks. Uh, I would say it doesn't suck, but I would say go get yourself a tattoo. Yeah, and be someone. On your forehead. Fentanyl. So you can always remember, and then maybe get some fentanyl while you're at I it. I heard someone the other day that, that, uh, that has a lot of tattoos um, say, said something like, yeah, sometimes I just go in and let my artists tattoo whatever they want on me. And I was like, uh, what, what world are we've created now? This is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. now you're letting you're you calling him an artist. Well, I guess it, I guess it's kind of art word. I don't know. Hmm. Mm. So, All right. Well, uh, I think uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, yeah, thank you, listener. Again, uh, the you email address. You change the be someone sign to. You should change it to what? be somewhere else. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> You're a dick. I, 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 I like it again. Um, so again, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or you want to tell me just a very, very nice, warm story, call me four zero five eight zero six zero four. Yeah, us. no, that was kind of weird, but anyway, or you can you can call Ralphie or email us at Sorry, this is four at, zero. I'm, okay. I'm just I'm just trying to get the the number out just one time. Okay, four zero five eight zero six zero four seven six. I'm going to say it one more time, 405-806-0476. And, and Joshua James, you have the email? Yes, it is listener, singular, listener at beerbloodbayou.com. Okay, good deal. All right, guys, great podcast. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. We'll see. That's right. We'll check the ratings, but uh, I don't know. Yep. And next one, you will be back in this, the wannabe studio or not really? Yeah, we'll be. We're gonna try to do one live when I'm home. Yeah, so all right. Can, uh, Thank God. So we can look at each other's ugly faces, and then, and then actually, Brower had a really good idea. One night, we go out and we get. Well, actually, one day, one afternoon, the three of us we go out and we get shit hammered, and then we come back and attempt to do a show. Maybe do a little bit of fentanyl while we're at. Yeah, that's right. I'll go uh, get some flyers. Yeah. Get those flyers off the front of the car and uh, yeah, attempt to be one. That's yep. right, and, uh, yep. and be somewhere else. I think we be should do that. Okay. We should do that in conference. Call your spiritualist in when we're drunk. Oh, I can <laughs> see if and, she can uh, check our blockages uh, on the phone. Her name, her, uh, I, and uh, I'll have you know, her name is Luanda. Luanda, okay. I have a blood alcohol. Luanda have a BAC blockage. Yeah, of like fucking point one one one. All right, I got, right, I got IBS and some. The I'm a different man. Yeah. I'm a different man. Cue that music. Yes. Here we go. Do it. I you know actually I may want I may want to want this number. Oh, I wonder we got fun.